Hello, hello. This is Michelle here. I would just like to apologize in advance for the audio quality that you are going to hear today in the episode. However, I felt like what we talked about was way too good to be able to re-record this episode. Um, Yeah, technical difficulties definitely occurred. I'm definitely going to own up to those, but you will still get so much valuable information from listening to this episode. So just want to apologize in advance for the echoing that you will be hearing throughout this episode, but enjoy. Hello everyone, and welcome back to Double Shot of Branding. I am here with Kaden and also a special guest, Julia. Julia is an SEO expert, and we are so excited to talk about all things SEO today during this episode. She's also a Pinterest consultant for creative small businesses, and she owns a business called Julia Renee Consulting, and also, fun fact, recently became the first SEO professor at Drexel University, which I will have her talk a little bit more about when she introduces herself. So Julia, why don't you go ahead and tell us about how you got started in your business and also how you became a professor. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Um, So I actually got started in my business just doing kind of like odd freelancing jobs. Um, I did a bit of graphic design, but not nearly as good as you guys. (laughs) Um, But I actually learned SEO and Pinterest and, you know, social media and everything for a uh, travel photography blog that I run. And um, when I was creating content for small businesses as, you know, one of my freelance jobs, I was optimizing that content for SEO because that's what I learned how to do and started seeing a lot of uh, results with increase in traffic, increase in rankings in Google. Um, But then I realized that the small businesses I was working with didn't know really what SEO was or, you know, how their blogs were starting to rank better. So that's when I kind of transitioned into focusing on um, SEO. And I was doing social media management. um, And then this was around the time when Instagram really started changing its algorithms like three, three and a half years ago. Um, So I dropped uh, Instagram and Facebook and then just focused primarily on Pinterest uh, because it's also a search engine. So it does have a lot of overlap with Google. So I was able to kind of, you know, use similar strategies for both SEO and Pinterest for my clients. Awesome. Um, so I think we'll just hop right in to talk about SEO. Why don't you go ahead and explain what SEO is and what does it stand for? Yeah, so SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. Um, it really just applies to Google because no one really uses like Bing or I think Ask Jeeves. I don't even think that's a site anymore. <laughs> um, but it's just the practice of making your site more easily found and understood by Google so you can climb in the rankings on Google. Okay. So it's important for small businesses to be able to get their name out there on Google. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm assuming the ultimate goal for people is to get on the first page of Google. Um, how realistic is that for a small business? I think it's very realistic, um, depending on the industry, the competition, how niche down you are. Um, So I'm on the first page of Google for a variety of keywords. Um, I think people get pretty hung up on like trying to get on the first page of Google for one single keyword uh, when that's, you know, pretty hard to do. And you should actually be targeting a variety of keywords because not everyone is going to search for that one single keyword that you have in your mind. Um, So 
trying to find keywords that you can rank for that aren't super competitive um, is going to be definitely the best strategy for trying to figure out what you can rank for. And then there are also, there are over 200 ranking metrics with Google. So there are lots of different things that you need to be doing on your site other than just, you know, trying to target different keywords. Has to do a lot with, you know, how long your site's been around, how much traffic you're getting from, you know, social media and your email list and things like that. Um, how user-friendly your site is, how much content you have on there, what you know your website copy says. So there are tons of different metrics that go into you know ranking on the first page of Google. Uh, so this is why some people can get really overwhelmed with SEO because it's not very straightforward sometimes. Yeah, can you explain to us a little bit more about what you mean when you say keyword? Yeah, so keyword is just something that someone types into Google. So it can be like one word like design or it can be a short phrase. So like website designer for, you know, real estate or something like that. Um, so targeting those long tail keywords that are more niche down is going to definitely, you know, be a better strategy for ranking faster and for trying to rank for keywords that aren't as competitive. Okay. So if somebody is researching SEO and they're super, you know, overwhelmed by keywords <laughs> and everything else you just mentioned, blog posts, you, where can they start? Like, what should they focus on first? So I'd recommend focusing first on keywords and your website copy, um, because that's going to show you what you can rank for and kind of like dictate a lot of the rest of your strategy for your website. Um, website copy is important because it tells Google what your website is about, what you should be ranking for, but it's also going to be what sells your services. Um, so that way, when people are finding you from Google, they're not just landing on your site and they're confused about what you do or what you offer, but they know, you know, exactly how you can help them, who you serve and things like that. So you'll have a much better, you know, chance of converting those people who are finding you from Google, as well as, you know, converting anyone who finds you from, you know, social media or any other way. Okay. Um, also as web designers, I know that I do this, I'm assuming Kaden does this as well, but we try to put a, a little like tagline, I want to say, and the footer of a website that kind of describes what the business is and where they're located. Like mine would be a graphic designer serving XYZ located in New Orleans. Um, do you think that that's a good practice for us to continue doing? <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I mean, I've never seen anything negative from that. Um, I would say if it's, you know, a website that maybe has like 200 pages or something like that, it might look kind of spammy to have the same exact thing on every single page, but I doubt you're designing sites that have <laughs> that many pages. Um, but it is helpful, you know, to kind of like reiterate to anyone who lands on the site exactly, you know, where you're located, who you serve and that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, I've, I feel like I remember reading somewhere that it was helpful for SEO to have that in the footer, but I didn't know if that was actually true or not. But that's <laughs> why I always did put it in my clients' websites. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say, I mean, the footer, that's going to be the last thing that, you know, a Google crawler is going to see. So, you know, I wouldn't only put that information in the footer, um, but it does, you know, kind of help reinforce exactly, you know, who you serve and what types of keywords you're trying to rank for. Okay. Um, and also, while we're talking about website design a little bit, do you have suggestions for naming the individual pages? Like, is it okay to name them? homepage, about page, services page, or do we want to put a keyword in those naming conventions? 
So for the navigation, I definitely recommend keeping it very simple, straightforward. Um, when you try to get too creative, it can confuse people when they're trying to look for the word like about, but they're seeing like, you know, something like, you know, meet the team or, you know, something that's different or more creative, but actually meet the team probably is more straightforward, but some, something like super creative. I see a lot of times with like naming the blog, like my thoughts or journal or something journal, like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> drives me crazy. I'm like, people don't know what a journal is. They refer to it as yeah. a blog. So you have to be very straightforward with all of your call to actions and buttons mm -hmm. and stuff because clients are looking for, or visitors are looking for a very specific thing. Yeah. Yeah. So if they see journal, it's, they're not going to register that it's the blog. Yeah. That's what they're looking for. And you really only have a few seconds to kind of like you know, help people find what they're looking for. So for the navigation, definitely simple and straightforward. For the actual like page title, um, you can definitely get more creative. Uh, the title tag is where it's going to matter the most for, you know, ranking and what people are going to see when they, you know, come from Google. So that's where you definitely don't want to leave it just as home. Um, you know, I definitely recommend putting the name of the business and maybe like a short tagline if it fits. Okay. Um, and then let's talk about optimizing like brand new sites. Where would somebody start with a new site? Yeah, so definitely get it optimized before it launches if you're able to. Um, so, you know, focus on the keyword strategy, um, the website copy that you're using. Make sure everything's very easy to navigate. You have good calls to action throughout the pages uh, because that's important not only for, you know, converting people, but also keeping people on the site longer and, you know, going to visit more pages and things like that because Google will see that information. And if they see that, you know, people are only on your site for two seconds before they leave, then that can actually hurt your rankings. Um, so definitely making sure that your site is very user friendly, that you do have a footer set up. A lot of people do overlook the footers when they're doing it themselves. Um, but that is a really important way for people to navigate your site. Um, also making sure your title tags and meta descriptions are filled in um, and connecting Google Analytics and Google Search Console. Um, most people haven't heard of Google Search Console if they have heard of Google Analytics, but it's similar to Google Analytics, um, but it's just tracking the information from Google. So how you're ranking, which keywords you're ranking for, which keywords are bringing people to your website. And also um, if there's anything broken on your site, you'll be able to see if Google has any issues um, indexing and crawling any of your pages. And if they're not able to rank, you'll be able to see why. So getting all of that set up before you launch is, you know, important. Um, if you're not able to do everything before you launch, that's fine. Everything can, can be fixed. Okay, great. Um, and then I'm assuming people who are kind of newbies with SEO listening to all this would kind of be a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> um, when do you think somebody should hire somebody to help them with SEO? Like, is it acceptable for people to kind of DIY this in the beginning? Or do you suggest that people hire an expert, you know, out of the gate? Yeah, I definitely recommend DIYing at the beginning um, for a few different reasons. The first is that you could completely change your you know, business in like a year or a few months or something like that if you're just getting started. I mean, I completely changed my business in the first year, um, so it wouldn't have made any sense for me to you know, hire someone to do my SEO if I was just going to you know, completely redo all the services and who I serve in the year. 
So I recommend DIYing things to begin with um, if you're kind of just getting started and you're not like 100% sure on like what services you're offering or who you're serving. But once you kind of like, you know, get that figured out and you have, you know, a uh, business strategy in place, you, you definitely can hire out SEO. Um, but also doing some DIY things will help you understand SEO a little bit because I see a lot of times that people just hire, you know, someone for SEO, but they don't actually know what they're doing or how to keep their site optimized, you know, kind of like once the project's done or something like that. Or there are a lot of scammy SEO people um, who will take advantage of people not really knowing much about SEO and then just charge thousands of dollars without actually doing anything. Um, so you definitely don't want to do that. Um, so kind of like doing some basic SEO things on your own, kind of learning about it, I think is, you know, what I recommend doing first. Um, and some of the, you know, things with SEO can be pretty straightforward, you know, doing like keyword research. Um, there are tons and tons of free resources where you can do keyword research, even just starting typing out phrases in Google to see what Google auto-populates to show you what other people have searched before is a good way to start. Um, doing your own website copy to start with. Um, if you are working with a copywriter, I definitely recommend making sure they have some sort of SEO background so that way, you know, they're doing the keyword research for you or they're writing the title tags and meta descriptions for Google. Um, so that way you're, you know, going to have great copy that not only sells your services, but also has a really good potential for ranking in Google. Yeah, I was going to ask something about that. So copywriters, how how can we tell that they are actually like, SEO experts, like mm -hmm. how, what's the criteria to, to help determine? Because I feel like a lot of times I have worked with copywriters, I feel like they just base the copy basically on the client's kind of content and business that they give them. And I don't always find as much keyword like research and stuff like that as I was hoping for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I would say just asking the copywriters questions. So, you know, asking them what type of keyword research they do, you know, maybe what tools they use, um, what results their clients have gotten before, um, or even if they partner with someone for SEO, because I actually partner with a lot of copywriters and website designers because they know SEO is important, but they don't want to have to deal with it and like learn a whole other skill set. Um, so even if, you know, they are partnering with someone, that's always, you know, a good thing. Um, so kind of just asking them what they do, because um, I, I do see a lot of times copywriters say like, oh, yeah, it's uh, optimized copy, but then they're not actually yeah, like exactly. <laughs> exactly. So do you find it more common that copywriters work in tandem with an SEO expert or they have the knowledge themselves, I guess, like what's more common, do you think? Um, I probably see more copywriters doing it themselves. Um, a lot of times they don't know they can partner with people. Um, I, get a, I work probably a little bit more with designers than copywriters, but I always get like inquiries from designers being like, oh my God, I didn't know anyone did this before. This is so helpful. So like just knowing that other people can partner with them, um, I think is probably a pretty new thing. Um, yeah, I would say that probably most copywriters know the SEO basics, but they might not be using, you know, kind of like the best tools or the, you know, the most recent strategies if they're not, you know, kind of like following SEO updates, you know, like someone who's <laughs> in the weeds like I am. 
Yeah, Michelle and I have talked about this, but there's really so many people that can be involved in creating a website. It's not just, a lot of people just think it's the web designer, but really there's copywriter, there's a photographer, there's SEO expert, marketing expert. There's a lot of different hands in the pot that, you know, depending on your budget can really make or break your site. But I think a common misconception definitely is that one person can do it all. And we definitely can't. So we might be good at the design part, but we're not going to be able to help you necessarily with the copywriting or the SEO. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I partner with someone who has both the copywriter, you know, and me on the team. So that way, you know, it's kind of, they, get they just have to work with, yeah, they just get it all in one project, but yeah, definitely having an expert for each of those is going to be really helpful. Yeah. That sounds like a dream team. <laughs> <laughs> With a dream budget too, right? Yeah. <laughs> Clients with larger budgets, yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I don't recommend starting like with SEO when you're brand new to business because it is an investment and like having things in place like, you know, your website copy and a, you know, nicely designed website is definitely going to help. Um, but yeah, if you don't have the budget for all of those pieces right away, then it can definitely be, you know, intimidating to someone new. Yeah, that's sort of similar about uh, how Caden and I recommend to kind of DIY your website in the beginning anyways, too, because nobody really knows where their business is going to be a year from now. And their mm -hmm. whole Thank strategy so most likely <laughs> will change. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just have one last question. Do you have any, like, I don't know, maybe examples of clients you've worked with that have proven to gained a lot of clients from being on the first page of Google. I know you kind of share success stories a lot on your Instagram, um, but are the, the clients that you are working with, are they ranking on the first page of Google? And if so, is that helping them a lot with getting clients? Like, is this something mm -hmm. that everyone should be focusing on? Yeah. So I definitely recommend, you know, trying to rank on the first page of Google for the right keywords to find the right people to, you know, work with you. Um, I see a lot of times people just trying to kind of like rank on the first page of Google just for the heck of it, <laughs> but that's not going to help your business. Um, but yeah, my clients definitely see a lot of growth with their inquiries and clients for being on the first page of Google. Um, myself, I'm on the first page of Google, actually I think the number one or number two spot for like Pinterest consultant and Pinterest strategist. So I get a lot of business from people, you know, searching for those keywords. Um, I just got an email from a client, I think two days ago, um, she's a doula and she got 60 inquiries um, in the past month and most of them were from Google. Um, so definitely being on the first page of Google can help, uh, especially if, you know, that's where people are going to be searching for your services. Um, and a lot of times, I mean, SEO is not like fun, like Instagram is. Um, so I get a lot of, you know, people not wanting to, you know, focus on SEO, but it's a really great strategy if you don't want to have to spend a ton of time every, you know, day or every month trying to get clients um, because Instagram can be very tiring. Like for myself, it's very tiring. I haven't even like gotten into reels at all yet because that is just too much work. <laughs> so if, always, yeah. like, I'm so behind on like all the trends, oh, yeah. like TikTok reels. I'm like, I can't even get with it to post like weekly. Yeah. So. 
this yeah, is good so, to know because I think a lot of people are very drained from trying to market themselves every single mm-hmm. day on social media. So to know that you could also gain a huge client base solely from Google is I think going to be super helpful for people to hear. Yeah. So once you kind of like get those foundations set up, um, have a good plan in place, it's not a ton of work. You know, I recommend blogging like once a month if you're able to, but it's not a ton of work to maintain and you can, you know, get a ton of business just by like letting your site be and publishing once a month. Um, so it's not a ton of work like it is on Instagram where you have to show up every single day and I just can't do it. Um, so you just launched a new SEO in a week service. Tell mm-hmm. us about that. Yeah. So like I said before, SEO has a million different moving parts with it. Uh, so it can be a pretty time consuming project. Uh, for my clients, it's typically between six to 12 weeks. Uh, so I launched a new SEO in a week service uh, to get your site optimized in just a week. Um, and that's going to help you rank higher faster because everything's going to be done in a week and you don't have to wait for you know six to 12 weeks for all the changes to be made and then for Google to start recognizing those changes on top of it. Um, so everything's done in a week. Um, I'll be, I also focus a lot on user experience, so making sure that your navigation is easy and uh, clear, straightforward. You have lots of calls to action throughout your pages, um, kind of strategizing that as well. So that way my clients, again, not only rank well on Google, but also are able to convert more people when they land on their site. Awesome. And where can people find you to connect with you? Yeah, so my website is julierenaeconsulting.com, and I do have lots of blog posts going through a lot of these topics in detail. So if keyword research is just like completely overwhelming, I think I have like three different blog posts on keyword research alone. Um, I'm also on Instagram, even though I'm not very active. I, I am pretty active. I'm just like not on the trends um, at Julia Renee Consulting. Great. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. I know so many people are going to find this super useful for their business. So thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Thanks for tuning into this episode of a double shot of branding and we will see you next time.